WBNE. Howdy, Oaks. Before we get started today, I just want to let you know that this episode of Vegan and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. Our Patreon community is like the freaking best. Okay, these are human beings that like voluntarily decide they want to help support me and my best friend and another group of creators uh, known as WBNE, like create the things that we want to create and like make dollars for it. And like your art shouldn't go unpaid. And I think that this is an awesome program and, and they get awesome perks and benefits for it. Uh, you you know, if you ever want to ask Ethan and I a question or have more regular conversation with us, our Patreon is a great place to start. It's not that we want to put a paywall up, but it's, you know, it, it, it's mutually beneficial for us to do it this way. And we would love for you to be a part of that. So if you haven't checked out our Patreon before for, or if you're curious about it, head over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out all the cool reward tiers we have over there. There's a bunch of them built in. There's, you know, like a one, a three, a five, a 10, a, a 20, I think. I don't know. It, it goes up from there. But really, I I mean, if you can do three or five dollars, that's like a huge difference to Ethan and I. And you get those are where the the meat and potatoes perks are. So, I mean, you should like you should really check it out. And we would love for you to be a part of this community because like it it was my daughter's birthday today. And, you know, I'd love for her to go to college. No, I'm kidding. It's not even about that. It's about it's about honestly us being able to create the things that we love to create and make a, a quasi living wage doing it. And uh, your your contribution makes a huge difference towards that. I do just so, want to let anyway, all of you know up front, uh, we will not send you any meat or potatoes. You know, honestly, I might send you meat or potatoes. I mean, if you were like, I'm a vegetarian, don't send me it would, meat. It would have I'm to be a gonna... higher tier for us to take on the risk of like food shipment. Right. No, but I mean, think about this. There's a risk reward they, okay, there. Okay, that no, I'm no, not no, really... okay, but, but here's this. Patrons of Bacon and Eggs, when we've done live events in the past, have gotten meals with you and I where there was both meat and potato. There's That's true. That is true we did do and breakfast ba- and, and times. eggs yeah. specifically but like this isn't patreon is not a meat and potato delivery service i just want to make that very clear yeah no i would i would i would agree with that that's that's bakery on <laughs> that was good that was good yeah i mean that's what i'm here for anyway thanks for donating thanks for listening i i genuinely love the crap out of you whether you donate or not the fact that you're listening to this is is just amazing and uh i just appreciate every single one of you and if if nobody's told you today i'm really proud of you so that's something good job getting out of bed and turning your phone on or if you're still in bed good job like picking up your phone and checking on what's going on in the world or unless i'm on your laptop then you know whatever applies here i'm proud of you Howdy, Yugs, and welcome back to Bigger Than Eggs. I'm Tyler Garland. And I'm Ethan Etchill. And today we're getting bad car decals. Or maybe we're just robbing truckers. So hit the NOS, baby. And race for pinks. Because today we're bringing you the fast and the furious. Ethan, real quick, I'm gonna run this down fast and furious style. Fast and Furious, The Fast and The Furious, it's very important I get it right, was directed by Rob Cohen, released June 22nd, 2001. To put that in perspective, there was no Spider-Man, like, Tobey Maguire movie at this time. There was no Transformers. There was no MCU. There was, I mean, like, we are, like, like this release is closer to the release of Return of the Jedi than it is to today, I think. Yeah, way closer. No. Return of the Jedi came out in 83? So, not much closer. <laughs> uh... Like a few years. Like two years. Yeah. Uh, that was 7,007 days ago on a $38 million budget. It made $207.3 million worldwide. It got a 53% 
critic rating and a 74% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 58 on Metacritic. That's right, Metacritic. You go, girl. Beat that Rotten Tomato critic score. But do you have a negative review from a professional, Ethan? I do. Um, I have a review from a top critic here. Scott Tobias of AV Club says, Returning to the series to solid ground after Too Fast, Too Furious leaned too heavily on cartoonist CGI effects, Tokyo Drift relies on old-fashioned stunt work <laughs> that gives it best sequences a brute sense of brute... Hey, sorry, a sense of brute physicality. That is a review under Rotten Tomatoes for The Fast and the Furious 2001. So... That's what I like I do just hear. want to highlight that the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie is factoring in reviews from other movies. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, anyway, an actual review of this movie, uh, Neil Neil Minow of Common Sense Media says, this is a bad movie. Skip it. Neil Smith from BBC.com. Is this a different person? Oh, you, who'd you read? I Neil read Neil Minow. Minow. Neil, Neil Minow? Nell Minow. Nell, yeah. Uh, Neil Smith from BBC.com writes, a visceral high-octane Formula One of a flick that puts the pedal to the metal in the opening minutes and does not take the foot off the accelerator until the end credits. That's right. There was no granny shifting for Neil Smith. Just like, just like say it's a good movie, though. Don't make your whole quip car pun. No, I think the car puns is how it should be. Do you? I know that if if I got little blurbs, they would be they would be movie puns. Oh man, uh, positive review from. Guy Lane Cateret says, uh, quote, not available. From September 8th, 2009. <laughs> Unnamed author from Time Out says, it doesn't matter what, that we know where it's going. What counts is that Cohen keeps his pedal to the floor and that his actors gun their lines with absolute conviction. Did he watch this movie? I actually do just want to highlight uh, Peter Bradshaw's review here from The Guardian that says, could you keep the noise down a touch, Vin? You're going to wake up the audience. Um, I Ooh. hate movies from the early and mid 2000s because I have to hold the volume control, the remote in my hand the whole time time otherwise yeah. my head explodes so it could be that i watched this on a high sense roku tv that i got from costco for about 145 dollars uh i would say i was unimpressed with the sound of this film i listened on dolby 3.1 surround sound from sonos and it was um how do i put this delicately F loud you know what I, I i uh i just want to talk about this ethan i love this movie i do too i just don't love the sound of it because it'll be like <laughs> And then like, Mia, I just think you're really cool. Can you cool. go out together? It's okay. So maybe I, this is like a detail of the franchise that I've missed. Because watching this, there was a lot of moments where I was like, mm, I don't remember this even a little bit. Where if we watch Tokyo Drift, like I could probably quote oh, yeah. every line from beginning don't to Don't wreck end. Mona. Don't wreck Mona. This is my Mexico. Uh, <laughs> apparently all I know is Han line. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm playing it right now because I, I actually really do want to talk about this movie. So I'm just sort of playing it in front of me. Okay, here. so talk about the movie then. The opening credits are garbage where it's just like the Fast and the Furious and it doesn't fit on the screen and it's backwards. Yeah. I mean, it's That's 2001 really, in an right. unestablished franchise based on this, a book. Is it really? Called Racer X by Ken Shunji or something like that. Uh, this movie. So this would have gone under best adapted screenplay at the 2002 Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> this this wouldn't have gone under sound mixing. This, I can tell this you that. might get, what is the, what is the opposite of the Oscar? What is that award called? Razzie. Yeah, this might get a Razzie for best for worst adapted screenplay like i don't know what other adapted screenplays were out in 2001 let's see what the actual oscar nominees i don't know there were. was some horrible dialogue in this movie though like i love i yes. love this movie dearly there's no way in the world you can convince me this is a bad movie under any circumstances i don't necessarily think it's a good movie but it's not a bad movie no but it's watchable and, and, and 
the whole time, it's very clear that they do not know what they've got in their hands. No, not a clue. And this one's actually Which, about like a heist. It's like they steal stuff from truckers instead of like yes. saving the world from Jason Statham, who's going to blow now, the world up, but also drives a car. I cannot believe this got shafted by a beautiful mind at the Oscars. Uh, it's a great, it's a great movie, Tyler. It's a great One movie. Best picture. Have you seen it? One best picture. Yeah, it's a good picture. Lost a Black Hawk Down for sound and Pearl Harbor and wasn't even nominated for sound editing. Lost to Monsters I'm Good, Inc. good. I'm glad it was not edited, <laughs> nominated for sound editing. It doesn't deserve an Oscar. It deserves to have everybody who worked in the sound team fired. Okay, no, truly, so I, I, know, I know that that's how movies were back then and I get that that's like a product of dvds and stuff like that um i just hate all these older movies where like there's no equalizing it there's no like the dialogue is really quiet and all the action stuff is really really loud they were like this works great in the theater just print it you know what's crazy is uh we talked about this with james bond and how the odd job bond scene like doesn't work at all because it's in this like big empty room and there's no sound like there's no music and it's just like punch sounds and run sounds this film has a silent fight scene that works very well. I was going to say, if there's music, if there's like score in this movie, I missed it. It was covered it, up by uh, the car noises. Right. <laughs> um, I do want to just highlight uh, screenplays and uh, writing screenplay based on material previously published, produced or published from 2002. Uh, this was not nominated against such classics as A Beautiful Mind, Ghost World, In the Bedroom, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and Shrek. Uh, Wait, Sh Shrek based on, hang on, Tyler, I just want to, I just want to pause on this conversation here. Shrek based on what? Shrek's a book. Like about an ogre named Shrek. Yeah. He's reading it at the beginning of the movie. Yes, I mean, I know that, Tyler. I've, I've seen Shrek, believe it or not. But yeah. if Shrek is a book about an ogre named Shrek, uh, this is news to me as of this second. I believe this is like a thing, right? That's how they were able to get away with using all the Disney characters, is to like to call them Shrek-based. I could be wrong about this. I, I have no earthly idea. Let's go to the Wikipedia page for Shrek. Based on Shrek exclamation point by William Stieg. Look holy, holy hell. I just, I'm going to post the link for this in the, just look at the cover art for this book. Is it good? It's, man, it's something. It's one of these things where, like, I don't see the book very often on the shelves. Oh my god. William that Stieg's, can't be it. William Stieg's child had to have drawn that for him. But, uh, Must be. That can't be the, uh, like, official, official. Folks listening, just go Google search Shrek the book. <gasps> that is the official. Okay, so this has got to be like a kid's book, right? Yeah, it's 30 pages long. Okay. Genre, children's better. literature. Literature, literature. Everybody's doing small, small town rural. Um, Man, I read that book that was sitting on your parents' kitchen table about the watermelon seed and the unnamed crocodile. The Man, just give the crocodile, the crocodile a name, Frank Pizzoli, whatever your name is. <laughs> give the crocodile a name. Make me connect with the crocodile, because like never before, I don't read a whole lot of children's literature. You know, I'm I'm a 27 year old man without a child. Um, and like by the time I watched Elf, I was pretty much done with like children's picture books, like for sure done with them, because I was mm -hmm. I don't know 10 or something. I could read like what we called chapter books, novels. Yeah, yeah novels. Kids. Um, and so I, I hadn't read a, ch a, a children's book in a long time, but like I for the first time understood what Miles Finch was talking about in Elf, where I was like, I don't connect with this character because he doesn't have a name. <laughs> 
It's like a dope story about a crocodile that eats a watermelon seed. Like everybody eats watermelon seeds. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to grow a watermelon. That's the thing that like, you know, watermelon's going to grow inside of you, right? That's the that's the old wives tale. Um, This crocodile doesn't have a name. It's just like, I've loved watermelon ever since I was a little baby crocodile. And I'm like, it's such a wild call for it to be a crocodile. Do crocodiles have particularly particular affinity for uh watermelon is that a thing that i don't know about like 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 uh is are they trying to make some winnie the pooh type call here i don't know i've been thinking about this book i so i feel like there are videos i think this is where it comes from and i could be mistaken but there are videos of like maybe this is a hippo thing but you can like put a watermelon in one of these like hyper jawed reptile type animals like put it in their mouth oh, i thought you were about to tell me this character came from a, a video no. and i was like what there's lore about this book like what are you talking <laughs> and, and, about and, and like if you put a like if you put a watermelon near one of these like sort of like <laughs> animals it just explodes because they chomp it and that's like a uh val- like you know, how strong are they like i can crush a watermelon between my thighs but not in my jaw okay you know? let's let's talk about i i i hesitate to get too off on shrek here because we're <laughs> vastly derailed from the fast and the furious uh i just want to read the first paragraph of the plot of shrek the book right yeah shrek is a repugnant green-skinned fire-breathing seemingly indestructible monster who enjoys causing misery with his repulsiveness after his parents decide that he has come of age he is literally kicked out of their swamp shrek soon encounters a witch who in exchange for his rare specimens of lice reads his fortune using the words apple strudel he will meet a donkey who will take him to a castle where he will battle a knight and marry a princess who is even uglier than him okay i see where they got the story from excitedly on his way shrek encounters a peasant from whom he steals and eats his pheasant an attack from thunder, <laughs> lightning, and rain by eating lightning's fiercest bolt and knocks out a dragon with his fiery breath. This is some Zeus-level stuff. Right, like, Shrek is a god. I don't want to take too much from the TikTok about Sonic, but, like, Shrek is a god or could kill god. Right, <laughs> and at this point... <laughs> What? Okay, getting getting back to the Fast and the yeah, Furious. Yeah, let's talk about the Fast and Furious. I, I love this movie so much. Uh, it is my probably second favorite in the franchise. I think if we continue down this rabbit hole, like it will remain my second favorite in like an Attack of the Clones kind of way of being like, this one sucks, but it hit me at the right time. See, I really like, I mean, I mean obviously Tokyo Drift's the best, right? Like, right. that's the, 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 the intelligent answer that you can have. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll tell you, I really like Fast and Furious in installation number four. Okay, so this is what I was thinking about this one, and I, I like I've loved this movie since I was a kid. I remember the first time seeing Too Fast, Too Furious. Ah, uh, that was a, that was a, there was a moment in that movie. So you know how the movies always have like the street race and then the house party, at least like the yeah, early the first films. three do. Yeah, first four. and the house party and Too Fast, Too Furious. There's two girls kissing, and that was like the first time I had seen anything like that as a <laughs> <Wild>. child. <laughs> that was an awakening of a moment for young Tyler. I must have been well. I probably came out when I was like eleven. So. That was a big day for me. But the thing about this one, so you know how we watch a lot of these movies and we're like, this character is and always will be older than me, even yeah. though like they're not. Vin Diesel genuinely looks younger than us in this movie. No, I disagree. Oh, I do not. No, they none of them look, look younger like, than us. When they say that- Oh, um, like babies. What's his name? What's his name? The angry one, the white guy. Vince. Vince. Yeah, when Vince gets shot and Brian's like- Got a 24-year-old male. I was like, that dude's still 37 years old. Uh, you cannot convince me. <laughs> no, I think he's The only young, one that they... looks anywhere near our age is, is Paul Walker. Paul Walker looks like a freaking baby. A in child, this movie. yeah. They, they they grow up so much throughout the series. Well, yeah, I mean, the last one he was in was like 2015. Yeah, like 14 years later. Yeah, like... that's a long time to be hanging on to this. 
John Cena's in the new them. one? I don't think any of them, when they got in the first one, were like, I bet there's going to be eight of these and they'll be crazy. Like, and when you I'm... go back, you go back and look at the, it, it like it does, it, it takes place in a world out of time, right? Because like, this is a completely nonsensical story. Like you gave us the Fast and the Furious and in, in F9, we're supposed to be to believe that Vin Diesel has a long lost brother who's a Marine super soldier and white. Yeah. <laughs> is John Cena. Is John Cena, who is, yeah, like like Captain America type dude. Right. I, I imagine they just, they they picked John Cena's dialogue from the Marine and were like, okay, we're gonna drop this into the Fast and the Furious and this is the new movie. It's like, there's a scenario generator out there. It's like, okay, so we've got the Fast and Furious meets with John Cena. Look at that. It's about time we called him up. But yeah, so like let's 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 knock this out real quick. This movie isn't great. Like this is not an Oscar winner. This is not an incredible piece of cinema. Not that there's nothing to be learned here, but it is not like particularly good writing. It's just awesome. It's just really it's cool. So good. It's so cool. It is. It hits the car nerds in my soul. Yeah. Like Dominic Toretto driving a freaking RX-8 or whatever he shows up yeah, in early RX-7. on. Yeah, RX-7. I don't think RX-8 had RX come 7. out yet. Yeah. What? Like, the fact that Dominic Toretto is running heists in, like, a 95 Civics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this character? This is definitely playing to a certain crowd because Dominic Toretto now it drives American cars, right? Well, even in this movie, he was just trying to get his his legs back so he could drive the American muscle, right? And it yeah, almost but killed he shows him. Up and he, he shows up in a 10 second like S2000 or something at the very beginning or whatever he's first driving. I guess it's the RX7. Right? Yeah, it's the, the RX7. Beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And is that what then uh, Paul Walker buys is an RX7? No, is it's that a Supra. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes. It is yeah, God's Yeah, it's car. like a 98 Supra. Supra. Yeah. With some crazy would, aftermarket engine in it. Yeah. Uh, Spoon engines. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in this movie is cool when it comes to cars. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. I it's would still so, drive and, the the. the any of the cars from this movie. <laughs> Any of the... With the terrible decals, with oh, yeah, the absolutely. lights underneath. Like, I would cut them on. I would do the whole thing. The freaking Jetta. Let's talk yeah. about how Jetta body styles have improved over the years. Yeah. Well, uh, Volkswagen in general. Yeah. Um, Good God. This was what before the new vehicle. Beetle. Yeah. But the fact that they're driving all of these little, like, tuners, like European and, and Japanese tuners, instead of, like, American muscle cars. I did notice, like, Tokyo Drift, when it first came out, like, really highlights drifting as, like, a a function of racing. Yeah. And like, they, they really don't do it in this film, but they if don't you've turn. ever played like, yeah, but even like, yeah, like even, even when they like pull into like parking garages and things is like to get away, they like slow down and turn in. So Tokyo like, Drift is, it takes place out of, out of time, out of time. Yeah. So it's, I believe it's one, two, four, five, six, three, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Because Tokyo Drift is supposed to like, if you watch it like in continuity, it's like, well, so, so they had a weird mid 2000s technology well, so renaissance in Japan. And. This is the thing: it is is you watch uh, Fast and Furious, right? Number four, yeah. And they have figured out drifting, like they the the, yeah. the race they have with the GPS, like they they turn and stuff. And then Han goes to Japan after that and introduces the Japanese to this like new idea, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, we do it better. Yeah, Tokyo Drift is sweet. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. The street races up a freaking parking garage. Yeah, this is these are this is just drag racing. This is what and that's what it was back then, and and still is for the most part. Okay, so this is what I don't understand about about uh, the Fast and the Furious. This film we're watching, and this might be a real thing by a different name or by the same name. Race Wars is like a legally sanctioned event in this film. Yeah, with like security. Yeah. on the salt There's flats. Thing you can do. You can race for pink slips at like a legal event. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I, I, I trust you. I wouldn't. I'm not fighting it. No. Yeah. Hundred percent. 
right. This this film also uh, makes terrible use of it being taking place in like Los Angeles because it definitely takes place in Florida until they go to the salt flats. And then you're like, oh, nope, can't be Florida. Does not take place in Florida. Looks like Florida. No, it doesn't. Thing looks like Florida. Yeah, it looks like they're in like Miami or Orlando. They're literally in Miami in the next movie. And it looks nothing like this. I can't wait. I'm excited for us to do Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. Ludacris was a a great addition to the cast of these movies. I do want to say that. Who's the other guy? Tyrese um, Gibson. Tyrese Gibson, yeah. Man, I love this movie. So many freaking just like race cars. Did this really happen in the late 90s and early 2000s where they would just like sanction off huge sections of the street? Absolutely did. Yeah, 100%. Why? 100%. Because it was just, that was uh, the culture of, of rebellion. Then. That's what people did. You had because you can't you can't modify a car now, right? Like you, I, I wouldn't know what to do with a new car, right? right. Even a five year old car. It's like there's you can't get aftermarket engines for. I'm sure you can. They're you know they make race cars out of Toyota Camrys. That's like right. w- what NASCAR drives. But it was so much easier and so much more accessible back then. They were like, oh, man, if you dump 15 grand in this car, it'll beat everybody. And like, that's a non number, right? 15 right. grand like is, can, is a, I, I can, mean, it's 2001 money, but like that is attainable. Like you could go, you, you can could make $15,000 happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You can take out, like, a personal credit card refinance loan. Easy. He races a Ferrari in this movie and, like, dusts him in a Supra. Yeah, because the Supra would go extremely fast, and also, he knows how to drive. That's the real key, is he knows how to drive. Yeah. Although, that's, like, what they're, like, hinting at and, like, trying to teach you in this film is, like, oh, Brian's learning how to be a good racer. But he's, like, not really. No. Right? Like, he's he's the second best immediately. He loses to Dominic Toretto, and that's it. Like, by a wide margin, he beats everyone else. Yeah. Beats Buster Everyone else said the is, other guy. Is that Buster Rhymes? That's Buster Rhymes, yeah. And play that's Edwin, what Buster Rhymes look Bust, like? That's what Buster Rhymes looks like. Little guy. Just little guy. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's the I, voice of Reptar himself. I would have thought Buster Rhymes was like a big dude. Oh, yeah. No, I would have too. Until I was, I don't know, five years ago watching this movie and I was like... That sounds like Buster Rhymes. And I looked it up and I'm like, it is Buster Rhymes. That is Buster so he Rhymes. He does it like, Monica! I was like, wait a minute. I know that voice. I know that growl. Oh my God. Brian, what do they call him in this movie? Like Brian Pearson or something? Brian Earl Spilner. The Spilner instead that's of his, O'Connor. Yeah, that's his name. Brian Earl I Spilner. I feel like. Sounds like a serial killer name. Is that what you are? He gets Brian O'Connor going into the freaking restaurant and ordering a tuna salad sandwich with the crust off. With the crust off. 2001 was a wasteland. There is no world where I could go into a restaurant and be like, I would like a, I would like a pimento cheese sandwich, no crust, please. I mean, I think if you rolled up to your local sandwich counter grocery store, like bodega, it would be different. What grocery store bodega sandwich counter? Where is this business? Big cities, man. I, if I pull to like the nearest big cities to here, they would all be like, I can get you a Philly cheesesteak because that's what we make. Wait, I don't have tuna salad, Tyler. I well, don't know what you want. <laughs> they're not supposed to have tuna salad. I think it's like a, you know, in the, you know, in Tuggan, Tuggan, Talladega Nights are like, they got the, the jazz music on there for profiling purposes, right? That's the tuna sandwich right. at, this, at this shop. <laughs> I don't like, know. I he's like, like, how's the tuna? And and Jordana Brewster's like, it's bad. It's crappy. It's been crappy every day. It's terrible. We shouldn't serve tuna. <laughs> is that what that girl's name is? Jordana Brewster? The girl who plays Mia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, Mia, this is the detail I was missing. Does Mia like stick around? Is she in all the later yeah. films? She's still in them? Yeah. She and she and Brian have like a kid together. I knew that. I knew that like he stays in like number sister, seven. But, like, yeah. Well, that's the last one he's in, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's not in Fate of the Furious or Hobbit. Well, so none of them are in all of them, right? Like, the Too Fast, Too Furious, Vin Diesel's not in it at all. They were like, you don't really worked about this movie, Paul Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Paul Walker and Tyrese Gibson driving. Who's driving, Tyrese uh, Gibson? No idea. 
No idea. He's, he was driving American Muscle, and now he's driving a Supra. He shows back up at number five, I think, maybe six, maybe seven. And he just maybe. he does the, he does the thing where he walks in late to the barbecue, just like Vince does in this movie. And it's just like, what? And Ludacris says something stupid to him. And it was wait. a meme we, where everybody was just like, get that paycheck, Tyrese Gibson. Are we? So that's the question. Are we doing Too Fast, Too Furious next week? Do I get to keep watching these movies? Next week? Oh, we've got we've gone like all year without doing a series. <laughs> Like a whole know, year but, on Bacon and Eggs not doing a series. I know, but think about how good these are. I would see. I was gonna pitch that we do uh, Ford v Ferrari next week. Oh, we because this week we did Toyota v Ferrari. Yeah. Let me tell you, Ethan. I would give my left arm for a Supra. Yeah, that car that Brian drives, Brian drives, would cost you like seventy five thousand dollars right now. Yeah, they are insanely valuable. Yeah, those and like Skylines. Yeah, you can get a ninety seven Civic car, for right? eighty five bucks. <laughs> You can do anything you want to it. You can do anything you want to it. You can get the parts. Any, you can walk into Advanced Auto Parts and be like, hi, I need all this stuff. And they'd be like, yep, got it. I need an engine for a 97 Civic. Yeah, you want, oh, you want the spoon engine? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I got it right here. The store that he freaking works at. Harry's. Racer's Edge Auto Harry's. Parts. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, you just buy nitrous right here. Right. Ugh. Which is illegal. And that's why they could. That's why Harry would be in trouble. Like he had it like on display in a glass case, like rotating. Right. And that's why he has to work with the cops. Right. <laughs> the cops in this movie are so evil. Oh, I mean, obviously Dominic's doing something bad by like stealing some DVD players to finance his cars, I guess. I don't know what he needs the money for, to be honest with you. Doesn't seem like Brian at one point is like, I know you're not paying for these cars with, you know, turkey sandwiches at the diner. And it's like, are I mean, do you know that? Yeah, again, it's $15,000 to turn this car into the best car in town. Like, <laughs> Do you know that, Brian? What if his dad left him some money? His dad passed away. What if, right. what if like, all sorts of stuff? Who knows? Yeah, I don't he know. has to be I don't robbing. know why Dom's, you know, it, but it's just that that's the thing. Is like, they're criminals. They just do, that's what criminals do is crime. Criminals do crime. Criminals do crime. They do their He's crime. Danny Ocean, they, but he's the Danny Ocean with a car. Danny Ocean would be nobody with a car. That's true. Danny Ocean, he is, he's the voice. Rusty the has a car and he gets blown up. Rusty's car gets blown up? Yeah, the, right at the beginning of Ocean's 12. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen Ocean's 12 in, uh, when was it in theaters? Um, 2002? No way. I think? No, not 2002. Maybe 2004. I was thinking that they came out back to back, which they didn't. 2004. I think, I know one was in theaters in 2001, or 11 was in theaters in 2001, and 13 was in theaters in 2007. So it was between that time. Anyway, he, uh, yeah, he leaves Topher Grace's hotel room at his hotel where Topher's had a meltdown and gets on the phone with Terry Benedict, and Terry's like, imagine one day that you walk out to one of the, your favorite cars, one of the 12 you own, and, and then it explodes. And he's like, and you have a bad day or whatever. Yeah. And it explodes while he's standing there, and Rusty's just like, well great movie underrated so when they, they do like art heists or like they steal art in italy yeah no i know very cool vincent cassell does that thing with the lasers not very cool All that crazy very song lame. plays there's so many freaking cars in this they had no idea the value of the franchise that they were putting together in this film yeah none none but i don't know what they thought it was going to be like this is definitely not baby driver i mean you don't get baby driver without this no i think they thought it was this is like this is a, um, a car action movie like they're still trying stuff out man this is 20 years ago this job was not i mean it was established like you had these movies it's like bullet and vanishing point it's like these existed the italian job the italian that you did the italian job twice yeah at this point not by the time this came out no this is i think italian Mark job Wahlberg. remake was 2000 no way that the italian job came out before this 
The Italian Job 1 sure as hell did. Well, yeah, but not the Donald Sutherland, Mark Wahlberg. That's uh, 2003. Okay. Yeah, no. The Italian Job remake was like, Fast and Furious was sweet. What if we did that with Mini Coopers? Right, but it's like you got, you had, you know, Bullet with Steve McQueen driving a Mustang. Man, like that was, that you sold cars that way. Is Okay, so is Steve McQueen not the same person as Speed Racer? Uh, Speed Racer is a cartoon. Yes, but like, is it the same person? Steve McQueen, I would say primarily not known for being a race car driver. What's Steve McQueen known for? I don't know who this is. He's an actor. He acts in movies. Yeah, but like, which one? Like The Great Escape and uh, Cool Hand Luke and Bullet. He was like, so he was, uh, he was, he was James Dean, but like rough and didn't die. Right. Well, he died at some point, but he didn't die when he was like 22. Okay. So in this movie, he was Thomas Crown, the Thomas Crown affair. In this movie, Paul Walker loses to Dominic Toretto in the first street race. And he's like, you owe me a 10 second car. Doesn't that like keep coming up over the next like six Brian, films? No, Brian pays him back in four. Pays him back in this one. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He gives him the super at the end. Oh, right. No, yeah. So no, Brian is like, oh, you owe me a 10 second car. That's what it is. That's because because okay. that's the best joke in the whole the whole thing is that like they finish up at the race and Brian's like, yo, last time I heard you still owe me a 10 second car. And it cuts like smash cut to Vin Diesel breaking a window on just like a random WRX. That'd be sweet. That's a car you can still buy. You can still buy those. Still yeah. Do stuff to, yeah. Still do stuff to too, with a boxer engine. Uh-huh. That's a cool car. I would drive, yeah, I would drive a, a WRX STI. Why? Why would I do it? Why would I buy it? Why would I drive it? I don't know. I don't know. People would be like, that's a that's a gaudy spoiler you have, and I would yeah, be like, you're bright, absolutely bright right. blue with the gold wheels. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, they go to Confucius's... Uh, okay, so the the, 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 what's the guy with the Jetta? What's his name? Jesse. Jesse dies. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like the most dramatic moment in the whole series. Han dies. That's a more dramatic. I mean, he doesn't like actually, right? He's it's, not a, dead. it's an equally dramatic moment. But like Han's death at the So like, time I believe that Jesse like, dies. I believe that Han dies. I never once believed that Letty died. Letty, Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez. I don't, this is a weird thing about Michelle Rodriguez. I've like accidentally seen like everything she's everything ever she's been Everything she's ever been in. Yeah, same. And every single time I see her, I'm like, I do not think you are a very good actress. Yeah. But here we are again. Like, man, you really butchered that role in Avatar. You're really not that good in Lost. Or oh any my of these God, movies. I forgot about her being Anna Lucia. It's back of the plane, yeah. Tail section. Tail section. Whatever. Mr. Echo. Now, Mr. Echo. It, she's one of those cool people that I see her and everything. And so then I was like, man, she must just be like super prolific. And then I look at everything she's ever been in and I'm like, nope, I've just seen everything she's ever been in. <laughs> This is only her third acting credit and second one that had any sort of budget and first one that made money. Yeah, anyway, and so in in 2001 they were trying to reinvent the reinvent the uh the car movie to go along with the with the 21st century action movies that were coming up. This like is like Star Wars. This is quintessential like again just action movie. Right. Yeah, this is not competing with Star Wars for like franchise points or Memento for like action movie brain melters or fight club right this is just this is a movie yeah this is like this is like speed yeah speed's a great movie or mission impossible yeah exactly when did the first one of those come out 95 96 dang it that is what this is yeah that is the that is the genesis of these movies is maybe not the genesis but like mission impossible 2 came out in 2000 with john woo which like what uh and then yeah it goes from no mission yeah mission impossible is what did this that is what created this whole genre that we're still with i like this genre. do you you don't watch movies from this genre you watch these I've seen, movies. I've seen Mission Impossible 2, 3, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, maybe Fallout. I don't, I don't think you have. I don't believe you. Which one's Fallout? Fallout, is this the one where they blow up the building in Moscow? I have no idea. Fallout is the one with Henry Cavill where he uh, cocks his arms in the trailer. That's so cool. I thought that was Mission Impossible 7. No, that's, no, that's not that out yet. hasn't okay. come out yet. You're right. I've seen up through Rogue Nation. Yep. 
It looks like Ghost Protocol is the one where they, uh, no, Mission Impossible 3 is the one where they blow up the building in Moscow. Maybe, maybe four. I don't know. Um, I have seen like none of these movies. I did pitch watching the Mission Impossible movie, the first one this week. I know. And then you asked me to pick something and I was like, you know, it's kind of like that. I mean, I didn't ask you to pick something. I asked you to have an opinion. Well, you know what I love in this movie is, uh, Buster Rhymes is playing video games in his. Nope. That's the car. other guy. That's the other guy. Either way. Oh, you're right. Buster Rhymes is, is touching breasts. Boobies. Yeah. <laughs> Boobies. Yeah. He, she's like, win or lose, you get me. But if you win, you also get her and he loses and she's like i have never seen you before who are you uh, who are you who are you who are you i am from ancient greece i mean she has to know she has to know there's a chance he's gonna lose right she's not coming up to him like i bet you're gonna beat dominic toretto yeah absolutely i guess that's why she's like she knew that bet yeah. was never gonna have to pay out right dominic toretto like he so he's the he's the like crime boss of the area right like everybody knows dom he's got it in with the yakuza and that's the whole that's the whole plot of this movie but there's also like the side plot i mean that's the side plot of the movie the plot of the movie is that they're trying to make us think that somebody other than dom is the one robbing tractor trailers right and which i like, never bought you... for a second well okay so like you learn dom's life and you're like what would his motivation even be to rob trailers he's got the restaurant he wins all the races he's got all these cars he's got a i guess he financed all of this because he's stealing the thing but and then they like they put in just like random stacks of DVD players in the bad guys. Like, yeah, they just have stacks of DVD players. What a weird thing. Why All would they have legally. that? All purchase. Le- Why? It's a red herring, a very bad one. What a weird. Because you're uh, supposed to buy the Johnny Trans, the guy that's doing it, right? Like, that's the whole thing. Well, yeah, he's pretty freaking evil. He blows up Brian's car. He kills no Jesse. Reason. He kills Jesse. They like shoot him to, to the ground, dead in front of the house. They try to kill Dom and Brian. And let. Not Letty. Uh, Mia. Yeah. She's outside right then, too. And this is like after they've had their name cleared because they didn't get the freaking Jetta. Guess who's got enough money to pay for a freaking Jetta? Dom. Right. But yeah, you don't you don't get that chance, though. Like, Jesse doesn't get that chance. That's that's the setup for like for Vast and Furious 3, right? They're the same people. Like, this is it's Yakuza. Well, his uncle's Yakuza. He just likes playing gangster. Which is the same same deal with these people. Right. Except his uncle's not Yakuza. No, they're just Japanese people. Thugs. Yeah. I guess trans. He's Chinese, right? Chinese or Korean? They're at, like, the Confucius place. Isn't Confucius Chinese? I don't know. I don't know. I do know that, uh... These movies are gently racist many times. Gently? Yeah. They they do paint cops in a really bad light. They do, yeah. Cops this is, this is some, seem Whoever wrote these evil. movies was like, I don't like cops. I mean, it's it's about street racers, though. Like, cops are the enemy, right? Like, that's the whole thing. It's like... Right. Especially in 2001, when apparently this is, like, a normal life. Right. I so say a- that, like, I don't know this. Like, if you talk to people who lived in Roanoke who were our age now, then they'll talk about cruising Williamson. Yeah. Like, this exact life. Yeah. Of, like, from the Civic Center to... Uh, crossroads just being like mm-hmm. like a like a like a, like an event yeah like we also grew area. up on the other side of the tracks we did yeah the other side of the civic center in this in this instance uh, I almost that doesn't got, happen now i almost got absolutely killed by some people street racing uh when i was coming off roselawn one day they were just like going down brambleton in front of the middle school that's a good spot and i was like i was about to because this this light changed to red like it went straight to red on and it was, it was like an early green and i saw I almost ran it and i was like mm not going to do that. So I had to like slam my brakes to, to not cross the road. And then all of a sudden these two cars come flying past me hundred something miles an hour, closely followed by a police officer who had, I guess, changed Woo. the light. Yeah. Woo. But I was like, how much further up are you trying to go? Like you run into a mountain pretty shortly after that. Oh, so they were going towards They were heading up the mountain. Yeah. That's exactly where I want to go. You know, who doesn't get paid enough to drive that fast up that hill. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is also where people used to go racing was up on top of the mountain. Yeah. Cause you can just go Cause stupid fast. It's a flat fast. straight road. It's the only flat straight road in town. Yeah. I've, I've exceeded 
I've been in the triple digits on that road. Oh, same. More than more than zero times. Yeah, same. Remember the time we raced in the parking lot of the high school? Yeah, it was the day I got my car. <laughs> it was the day you got your car. It was a dumb idea. I think about it often. Yeah, but we were, I mean, we were 16. What were they going to do? I don't, Nothing. I mean, at, at the time, I was certain they were going to rip me from my car and throw me on the ground. No. Now, looking back, I think they would have been like, Go hey, away. Guys, come on. Please leave. Yeah. Can you not? You guys got Can up you? to like 40 miles an hour yeah. in this parking lot. <laughs> it's scary, man. That was like my first time driving by myself. It was not. You spent that whole summer driving the Audi. That's true. We did some dumb stuff with cars right when we got oh, our yeah. licenses. We did some tailgating. For sure. Like, I remember. How, how fast can I go less than a foot from your car? Me and some other folks uh, in when I was in high school, you were not present for this, but we would uh, we would like block off uh, Crystal Creek at either end and like do time trials down that road. Oh, I've definitely done that. Yeah, but you were not present for the ones I was doing. Right. But I've definitely done some some quick drives down Crystal, down Crystal Creek. Creek. That's a mile yeah. and a half. That like I there it got to the point where I could do that like with my eyes shut. And uh there's no reason to ever drive Crystal Creek. Like there is almost always a faster way than driving that road. I love driving Crystal Creek though. It's like my favorite road in town. Yeah, I love it. And we would do the same thing with Cotton Hill. Yeah. You would drive down Crystal Creek. So Dear listener who doesn't live here, there's these two windy roads in the county of the town we live in, and one of them is short, one of them is long, but they kind of like are parallel to each other, as parallel as curvy roads can be. They end up in the same spot, more or less, on one side. And so you you go down the short one, which is Crystal Creek, and you go as fast as you could, and then you turn left and you go down like a main road, and you turn left again, and you come back as fast as you could on a much more challenging road uh, called Cotton Hill. The fact that I never flipped that 96 Chevrolet Blazer... Hey, man, that thing was a 97 Civic as far as I'm concerned. Was a miracle. That car would haul. I miss that. That is the only car that I miss, man. Like, I would I would still wish I had a 1996 Chevrolet Blazer. I'll say this. I've had a lot of cars in my life. The, like, cheapest car, which is wild to think of. Cheapest car I've ever had was, like, my first car, which was the Fit. I guess that's not true. I have the truck now, which is, like, worth nothing. Uh, but, like, what I loved about high school was how much you could identify yourself with your car and how much of, like, a personality piece your car was and, like, how you drove it and how you thought about it and how you interacted with it. Like, you thought about so much anymore i just get in my car and go to where i need to go i just need to make sure that like when i press the gas it goes forward and i even felt that way when i had like cool personality type cars like i had the luxury sedan and the buick for a little while then i didn't feel like there was any personality to that and then even with the mustang it was like i have this cool sports car but i just need to get from a to b and i did drive that for fun more than i do any of the cars i have but you know what I mean. every now and then i have the the cx3 and i'll i'll hit sport mode and just kind of let it ride for a little bit i'll do the same thing in the juke especially if i'm driving in the county yeah that that car will zoom zoom like zoom zoom yeah it's it's a it's it's a zippy little mother yeah but that chevrolet blazer i had man that thing would like if you hit the pedal hard enough at out of dead stop it would just come up on the back wheels and like belch out black smoke and just That's go beautiful. and just That's go beautiful. it was like a it was like a 3.9 liter v6 it was unreasonable yeah i currently own a 4.7 liter v8 and uh which is a small block and a ram which yeah that'd be, that'd be a pretty sense. big v8 in most cars but yeah but it's a truck and it it's is truck. slow as can be there are times where i'll put the push the gas on it and i'll be like i'm not going anywhere oh dude i test drove to... a um chevrolet colorado when they first redid the body on those yeah and uh, i test drove one that was a four-cylinder chevrolet colorado oh and it not even would like a... it would not go anywhere did it have a turbo in it at least no oh so it was just like it's just an inline it was, four it was, it was like a is like an equinox yeah with the truck bed yeah 
an Equinox was a truck bed and raised up a lot. Yeah, probably body on for it. Yeah, I'll tell you though, the worst car I ever test drove, I maintain this to this day, was the Toyota CHR. Worst was car. Was just like slow? Oh my God, dude. It was it was hazardous to accelerate to like highway speed. It just wouldn't go. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there on the merge ramp like, I'm going to die. It's not going. And the, and, the, and the salesman's like, yeah, what do you think? It's a little zippy, isn't it? No, no, it's not. And then I drove over to the Mazda dealership and I was like, hi, can I zoom, zoom, please? And they were like, they're like, yep. Zoom, 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 zoom. I drove a, uh. You're like, how uh, would you like a Miata? A I'm like, I need more space than that. Well, so I drove, I, that's what I was going to talk about. I drove an MX-5 on a test drive one time and I pulled up in my Mustang and I don't know why I had different expectations. The Mustang I had was a uh, EcoBoost. So it was a four cylinder, but with the big turbo. Right. Uh, it was over 300 horsepower, like fast. Uh, not a V8, but faster than the V6. And I get into this freaking Miata, which has no turbo at all, but it's still a four cylinder and it's tiny. And the handling is the real deal. Yeah. It is, it is like, it will go whatever direction you point it at any speed. But it was so slow. I was so frustrated because it's not the point, right? It's a roadster designed for the Blue Ridge Parkway, not a roadster designed for street racing. But I wanted the street racing. I was really disappointed with the with the MX-5. Here's the thing is like the the Miata and the Fiat 124 are the exact same Spider. car. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, same. the exact same car. Like they are produced at the same factory. They, they have the same, mostly the same body kit. Like they're the same car. But I would so much rather have the Fiat even though the, the like everything about the Mazda is better in every way. Why is that, Ethan? I, it's just cool. Cooler, man. It's got like the, if you get the Abarth, it's got the Scorpion on it. So I think you can only get it that way. But my my issue no, with No, you the can Miata, get regular Fiat Spiders. Like, here's my issue with the Miata, Ethan. MX-5, cool name. Miata, that's my best friend's attractive stepmom's car. Right? That's not a, it's not a race car. That's not even a roadster. That's not a, that's not a German roadster. That's a Miata. That's a pretty boy car. Well, it's not German. It's Japanese. I know it's not. But like my dad's always had German roadster. So. Right. Well, like, it's not going to be as cool as the, the BMW Z4. Like- Right. <laughs> it costs a quarter as much. Would you drive a Z4? Would you do it? Yeah. yeah I would drive any BMW. Any BMW? I don't like the 3 Series. The new 3 Series is cool. And their BMW is not making not cool car right now. I haven't been paying attention. But as of three or four years ago. I would drive any. Like, actually, I'll say it. I would drive any German car. Any German? You'd drive like a Jetta? Yeah. Jetta's pretty cool. There are other Volkswagens like, I'd rather have. Golf. Yeah, I would a GTI. Golf. Even even without the GTI, I would just drive No, like they're, they're called the GTI in America. No, they're called the Golf. No, they're not. Since when? Uh. Uh, at least 10 years ago. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah. Volkswagen.com. Volkswagen Golf. Modern. They are referred to in America as the, G the GTI. If they have the GTI package. Nope. I promise you. But yeah, I would drive. I mean, I would definitely drive a Golf GTI for sure. Um, Dude, I even even the new Beatles are cool. They're not making Beatles right now. They are. They're on their website. Uh, I didn't. Any, I would drive any Audi. Any Mercedes. I like the Audi. The Audi's pretty. I mean, they're just pretty, like, they're just dressed up Volkswagen. But I still, to this day, want an Audi TT from any year. That's just a dressed up Beetle. They're still cool. Yeah, they're still cool, dude. I would drive a Beetle. I, I just said Beetle. that. Yeah, I would drive a Beetle convertible. I would drive a Beetle non-convertible. They used to make a dune buggy. Let's just look up look up that. the 2020 Audi TT. I used to think it was so funny that the uh, Audi TT spelled audit. That was, like, such a funny financial joke to me. $67,000. Okay, but you can get a, a 2018 for, like, 13. Yeah, I just didn't know that they had gotten that expensive. These are sweet, though. I would drive any Porsche, any of them, even a Boxster. I'd drive, yeah, the 124 Spider. I'm back on that. What a cool car. This is a very cool car. Just like, it's, oh, it I is, love small cars. It's you tiny, know? though. It is like untenably tiny. There's only two seats. So? You remember smart cars? Yes. I've driven one. still make them. Yeah, they make, so now they have a fully electric. There was one that I really wanted. Uh, what was it? On their homepage is recalls. Smart does not make a, a quality vehicle, in case you were curious. <laughs> okay, so they do not 
create vehicles anymore. Their, their tabs are how to, manuals, service and maintenance, lifestyle accessories, recalls, and fighting. So smart's done. So yeah, smart's done. Yep. Use smart cars for sale, carmax.com. They have one, one available. Photo's not up right now. 2011 smart for two, $66,000. There's 66,000 miles on $8,000. Would you, how, how many cars away are you from buying your first fully electric vehicle? I mean, ideally one. Yeah, I would think I'm in the same. I mean, that's, that's, uh, the, but that's the thing is that it's all a matter of price point, right? Like right. I would buy a Tesla Model 3 right now. No problem. I couldn't, I can't afford it, but I would. Okay, I would also, but here's my caveat is I would also need the accessibility to like charge it. Like in my current house, I couldn't do it in the house I'm going to be buying. Good. So then that like, that takes that issue away. But you don't need that accessibility. Why not? You just charge it. If I can't charge it, where like where where would I charge it? A charger. Where? Any like sheets. Sheets has chargers. A lot of them. I don't know. This is all news. Pretty to sure me. the one in Salem does. There's Tesla superchargers at the transportation museum. They're like free. I know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A, a, a lot of people that live in like cities have Teslas. Okay. What about this? Should I buy a 2016 Smart for Two electric drive? No. No, you shouldn't. Eight thousand dollars. It's only got twenty three thousand miles. On. So the, here's How the many? thing: is the only electric car I want is a Tesla. It's a Tesla. Yeah. And it's, it is, it is sheerly, it is entirely 100%. I mean, they're cool. Don't be wrong. They are cool. All the, the, the like selling factors are there. The time that we, every time I've ridden the Tesla has been really cool, but like it's, it's the battery life. It's the it's the 350 mile battery life. Right. That that will get that's me it. anywhere. That's the, that that's I'm the ever only going. selling factor. It's like, oh cool, I can get a Nissan Leaf. It goes 84 miles. It's no, it gets it's useless. It's not useless, right? That that will cover you for most trips. You just can't go. But it won't across though. the state. Yes, it will. How often are you getting in the car and going further than 84 miles? I mean, not that infrequently. Like, you can't commute with that. Yeah, you can. 84 Why miles goes away a lot faster than you think it does. Because you charge it every day. 84 miles goes away a lot faster than you think it does. But also, it's like you have. To if you want to go anywhere, you have to either have another car or rent a car. That is that defeats the purpose. Right, right. I want to be able to. I want to be able to pack. It, I, it needs to be able to be my only car, and I not have any restrictions to it. I should be. I, I want to be able to drive to California if I have to. Well, you, you cannot drive to California. You absolutely can on three hundred and fifty miles. No, but you can charge it. Oh yeah, but but here's the thing: is I need to set it up so that the, that without charging it, and this is like such a weird way of thinking about it because there are the supercharger stations that don't take much longer than gas stations, but like it needs to go for, far enough that if I was going further than one charge, I would just lie. Any yeah, I think for most people, that's about 350 miles. Yeah, that's why the, the range has not changed that much. Well, I think that they're just working with the maximum battery currently available. Right. But there'll the be a break in that technology had... any day now. Right. Where all of a sudden it's like you can go 20,000 miles on one charge. <laughs> right. You can get you can literally. But yeah, no. So the Tesla supercharger is set up so that, like the the one with the worst battery mileage and, and, and like less than that can go all the way across country right you're not always going the most 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 direct route but you can do it it's doable right would that be like starting in key west and going to like portland theoretically yeah that'd be cool because if you can get if you can get to one point on the east coast to one point on the west coast you can get anywhere else like right but no that's yeah, part of the that's can... part of the tesla ownership thing is like a lot of people will will fly it out and pick theirs up at the factory and then just like drive it home that's like part of the uh the mythos there if we want to go from key west to portland i want to i want to take a look at this I also I, do like teslas are one of the only too. cars that are cool to own at this point right i do want to circle back to uh like if you drive a Tesla, people want to talk to you about it. I don't know if I want people about my Tesla. I want a Tesla so bad. <laughs> it would take a long time to get from uh, Key West to Portland, regardless of what you drive. I was going to say, it takes a long time no matter what. Oh, I was thinking Seattle. I always get Washington, Oregon mixed up. Um, Seattle's further up. But like the charging stations alone would be a long time. Like you'd have to charge 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 23 times and the shortest charge
charge is uh, 20 minutes in Oregon. And then the rest are between like 30 and 50. So like a day of your trip would be spent if you did nothing but drive straight there. Like a day of your trip would be spent uh, charging your Tesla. Yeah. Okay. Sounds rad, dude. Like that sounds like a cool thing to do. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. I'm just telling you that's how it's going to be. You're, you're talking to a guy who voluntarily rode Amtrak all the way across the country. Yeah, but you didn't have to get out and deal with truck stops. Coast to coast, man. Times. I would I would gladly drive across the country. I would do it right now. So do it. Hop in your car. Let's go. Well, I'm not doing it I mean, alone. That sounds terrible. It's you and a podcast. And you man. definitely can't you go and, with me. You and one Game of Thrones the whole way. <laughs> I don't think they're long enough, honestly. The, the Game of Thrones book? You think you would get through more than one Game of Thrones book? Yeah. Yeah. There's just an order. So this is 67 hours it would take. That's less than I would have thought, honestly. To drive from Key West yeah. to Seattle? Yeah. That is way well, less Seattle, than I would have uh, thought. Portland. But yeah, Seattle wouldn't be much different. Yeah, my trip. I'd have to find somebody else to go with me. I mean, but don't you want to just hop in the car and go? Just you in the open road, man, you know? I've definitely considered it. Where would you go? I don't know. I know that you are definitely like a it's the climb kind of person. Like you were all about the journey. You would get Yeah, if you're all about the destination, Portland. take a f- flight. Yeah, you would get to Portland and you'd be like, well, I mean, I like Portland, but this is kind of boring. Oh, Portland's cool as hell, man. Portland, only city I've been to. Portland, but it's not about, it's not about going. Ever in my life. That's, I changed the word. <laughs> it's not about going to Portland. It's about going to, I don't know, where is it? Wh- what is the, what is the wildest name of a city that has a Tesla supercharger station on it, on that route? It's about Tremonton, going to that place. Utah. What? Tremonton, Utah. Yeah. Laramie, Wyoming. Sydney, Laramie, Nebraska. Wyoming is like a big, bigger city. Uh. Yeah. Well, for Wyoming. Well, I mean, Wyoming has as many people in it as Richmond, but whatever. Catawba, Kentucky. What's that? Catawba, Kentucky. Yeah, it's about going to those places. I mean, you make it sound like I've never been on a road trip before. I've I've done this. This is like, I enjoy this process. Yeah. I get the appeal. Yeah, if I'm just going somewhere to go somewhere, I'll fly. Like, if if, if I'm like, hey, I want to go to Portland right now. I'm I, Well, I'm not going to go right now. I, if, I, if I was trying to go to Portland right now, I'd probably drive. I tell you, the United States, there's certain ways you can look at this map where it's like, man, it is not that far from Virginia to Oregon. It's, no, it's, it is, though. United States is big that. as hell. <laughs> I see that. A lot the of way st- they have it set up on Tesla's website is like, I can get to Kansas City in no time. But so that's what I'm saying, though. That is that is what I love about Tesla. Is it, it's this, like, there's, there's, like, a mystique to it, man. Teslas are designed to just, like... Make you want to go. I guess. I like them. I think they're cool. I like road trips. I am definitely about the climb. Um, I enjoy road trips. I enjoy going places and seeing bits of the world that I've never seen before. Yeah, me too. I be, I'm itching, itching for a road trip right now. Hop in the car, man. Go. Go where? I can't go I anywhere. What do you mean you can't go anywhere? Where can you not go? Every, because the point is when I get there, everything's gone to hell. Oh, yeah, but I mean, you can get in the car. Right, I but like, we just talked about that. It's about Evansville, Indiana. No, correct, and I don't want to go to Evansville, Indiana because people are sick there. It's about Springfield, Illinois. But also, it it's is, about, uh, it is, it is a non-zero amount about like going somewhere, right? It's like you, you do the thing with the, 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 the biking thing where like you dip the tires in the Atlantic Ocean and then you ride all the way across the country and dip them in the Pacific Ocean. I don't feel comfortable yeah. going to the Pacific Ocean right now. I've never felt comfortable around the pacific ocean granted i've never seen it but i have i heard you went to california what was that like i watched the sunset over the san francisco bay and it was very cool i was like right on the beach next to golden gate bridge and there's a big opening of mountains next to presidio where the ocean is and i watched the sunset set over the pacific ocean it was a very very cool experience so proud brian just said to uh mia the only thing that pulled me in was you (laughs) the dialogue in this movie is garbage (laughs) garbage (laughs) sauce it's so bad the only lines that are delivered with any kind of uh verve and tenacity are vin diesel's like when uh when 
when he's like, yo, what are you smiling about? And Brian's like, I almost had you. And Vin Diesel goes on this whole monologue. It's like actually decent acting for 30 seconds. He's like, I know, you yeah. almost had me? You never had you your car. Have, you never had nothing, dog. Right. And he keeps he t- he like walking around, shaking people's hands, going, almost had me. And then he turns around and he's just like, whatever, you can have any brew you want as long as it's a Corona. <laughs> that's, that's Vince's beer. And then there's like a squeaking noise and Brian wipes the bottle off. Wipes it down. Oh my God, it's awful. So bad. Vince is like, like, why'd you bring the buster back here? Like, pretty innocent question. And Viz Diesel turns around on him and is like, because the buster kept me out of handcuffs. I also, like, I get it. Like, yeah, Brian got you out of handcuffs. That is no reason to bring him in on your super illegal operation you've got going on. Vince is definitely. He's not bringing him in on the super illegal operation. He's bringing him in to have some beers to to be part of the family to be you know to have some beers to to break bread with them to break chicken breast but he still never lets brian in on the on the the take right he still never lets him in on the job he's willing to let brian race for him he doesn't trust brian on the job i don't know feels like they're like yeah let's let this guy super close to us it just seems a little suspect that's all i'm saying doesn't seem like dominic toretto would like to have new racers in his midst and i get it they had this sort of moment where where he stole his car and then his car got blown up by the gangs I get it. Brian like, risked his life to it, save Dom's life. I mean, but did he? Yeah. Brian's a cop. I mean, yeah. Cops still get shot <laughs> all the time. Look, Brian O'Connor is the only cool cop. Brian O'Connor and Jim Gordon. That's it. Fuck you, Paw Patrol. <laughs> uh, Brian O'Connor is... How long is he a cop for? It's just this one, right? Or he does some cop stuff in the next one? So he he has to, like... They they offer him the deal where they're like, you can do cop stuff or you go to jail. And he's like, well, I'll do... I'll pretend to do cop stuff. Right. And then I think in four, he's like a full-on cop again, but then, like, goes drug running in Mexico. Hey, I mean, that's that's just life, you know? What is with the cops being, like, posted up in, like, Elizabeth Taylor's house? I don't know. I guess that's where they run their undercover operations out of. I guess. It's like the weirdest thing. They're like, yeah, we uh, seized this house and now it's ours. <laughs> the cops in this movie are straight up evil. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing crime. And then the one cop is like, yeah, no, I got off to her security camera footage. And I was like, what on earth is this movie? Well, that they're the real this- enemy, right? At the end of the day, they're the enemy in all of these. I guess. Kind of. Like even, even when Luke Hobbs, the cop joins the team it's like yo still kind of you though because you're a cop right but okay back it up think about this consider if you haven't the villain here is the truck driver with a shotgun whose face is never on camera that is the wildest thing to me though is that the the truckers are like "Mm, nope we're not getting robbed we're gonna kill people instead right that is not my experience with any truck driver and i know this happens and this is more like a western thing than it is like an eastern thing is like road pirates is like a thing out there i think i think the uh the fear is that like if you don't deliver your goods they don't care that it was robbed you don't have a job now right right and that was definitely the that way is, it was probably more back in the in the early aughts than it is now it will end down interstate 81 if like the walmart truck driver gets into an accident walmart is like okay that's fine so what i'm saying is it's definitely more of a western thing and trucking is way different out there man you you just you ever go out there and you'll realize it's like i did take that that trip i did go out to california um and we would you know get out west through montana and and north dakota and then into like the columbia river valley in oregon like they're towing four trailers like it's different out there that's insane it's different this dude's barreling down the interstate like 90 miles an hour with four trailers and like this this would never fly Can you imagine them caring about like all this panasonic garbage? dude and that was the thing is it was it, it was 2001 right it's like dvds were brand new even then even now that's... blu-ray players cost too much money no they don't 
Oh, it's a Blu-ray player cause. You can, I guarantee you get a Blu-ray player for 20 bucks. Blu-ray and DVD player, Philips from Walmart, $50. Okay, that's not that bad. That is too much money. That's less than an Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TVs have the internet and streaming. This doesn't do anything. This just, this is, this is a Blu-ray player. This plays Blu-ray discs. How did, how did you watch this movie? Did you rent or buy? I bought. It was $7.99. I $7.99 on iTunes. I bought it. $7.99. Literally, recently, I was um, talking to Ryan Riot, who does sort of Star Wars, who also does the Granny Shifting podcast. And I was trying to point out that moment that I was talking about earlier in in Fast 4, where one of them breaks the, the window, and I was trying to figure out which minute it was in the movie because I was like can I come on for this minute and it was like Fast and Furious is not available to rent anywhere and so I bought it or not available nice. like, to stream anywhere and it was like you can buy for $10 or you can rent for $4 and I was like I'm gonna buy it to find this I'd like I'm gonna need this eventually we're gonna cover these movies eventually very slowly apparently we cannot do I cannot dive into all eight of these in a row that no way dude not a chance I'm so far out of that mindset about the show where it's like okay this week we're covering another Fast and Furious movie oh I don't think it would bother me I think I would be like okay I know what next week is is. But I mean, it's whatever. We don't have to. I'm not pushing we'll see. for it. We'll see. We'll cover them all eventually. I really just, Too Fast, Too Furious is not that great. I love Too Fast, Too Furious. It's the one where they go into the parking garage and then they scatter and they like switch cars. Brilliant. Genius. So what's your favorite part about this movie? What's your favorite thing that happens in The Fast and the Furious? It's gotta be the, uh, the whole like third act where they like, Brian reveals that he's a cop and Dom's like, what the heck? But doesn't do anything about it. And then they show up at Dom's house and like almost shoot each other. But then they do get shot at and and what's his name dies and then they like chase down the asian dudes it escalates and, very quickly. Right? And then all of a sudden, they, like, get to the spot where Dom, like, drag raced in high school. And they're, like, cool now. And they're just, like, cool with Jesse's death. They're cool with everything. And then they do, like, the 10-second race against the train. And at no point am I, like, oh, one of these two is going to die. And I get what they're, like, trying to do. Like, they're you know, they're not trying to actually make me think that Dominic Toretto is going to kill no. himself. But they're, like, letting you be, like, he made the choice. Right. He so, was ready So Dom's to. trying to get away from Brian. And Brian's, like, well, I'm going to follow you. And then there's that moment of respect where they both make it and brian's like well i can't let this dude get pinched no way except he's a cop yeah but is he he's not a very good cop i would say he is the best cop in this movie no but he's, he's not the like most understanding human being yeah that's for sure but he also like goes bad and, and does all kinds of things he's not supposed to do i guess i'm, I'm not defending cops brian's the best out of all of them, but like he's the worst cop at like doing what yes. cops do. He's doing doing the cop job. He uh, also got I he like, got um what is it like he got emotional about it like they were like uh, well we think it's dumb and he's like nah it's no way it's dumb not a chance couldn't be dumb couldn't be dumb couldn't he's too be. controlled for that and there was that whole thing then, of like well he almost beat a guy to death and then Dom was like <laughs> yeah this is the guy that killed my dad and then Dom almost almost beats another guy to death yeah the dude that like very reasonably pulls up and he's like hey your dude raced for slips and now he's gone i mean it wasn't very nice right he wasn't like could you please go get him he said fetch my car right it was i mean it was a rude exchange not kind words yeah well johnny trans an asshole yeah he's the red herring but then he's also the bad guy just once in these movies i want to see in any any movie there's this type of movie i want to see them be like i don't have a good feeling about the job and then for the other one to be like Oh, yeah, okay. So we don't do the job then. Yeah, hey, man, I hear you. I hear your right, concerns. Like, very valid. We've got the money. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't you know have what? This, this, this one, one does kind of feel weird. Let's not do this one. We are we are down a driver. Because that is you know? that is always the most ridiculous thing I see about these movies where they're like, ah, man, I really don't think we should do the job. And then everybody's like, nah, we got to do the job. That's the whole thing about the Oceans movies. If something always goes wrong, they're down like seven guys and they're like, we can still pull it off. But you can't because it was already stolen from the beginning. We stole it 12 days ago before you thought why you does, stole it. Why does Jesse lose? 
because he's got a worse car. I, I get that, but I th- there's this like push in these films that like the the value of your car is certainly something, but especially like in Tokyo Drift, it's like how you drive that matters. And even in this movie, like Toretto wins because he hits his NOS later, right in the first race. And I guess that's what happens to Jesse here. Yeah, hundred percent. It burns out, and then he he runs out of it. Right. What a wild v- movie. Because you're talking about 10 seconds, but these races they do go on way longer than 10 seconds, and they shift 84 times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm watching the, the uh, Jesse race right now. Yeah, he loses because he, he he goes too early on the NOS. Like the, and and the, the movies do a good job of showing this, where like the biggest boost you get from the NOS is that like second after you hit it. Right. And that's what makes the difference. And that's what Johnny Tran does, and then it makes the difference. And he gets absolutely dust Jesse. Just knocks him out of the world. If Johnny Tran can buy a $100,000 S2000, like buy a ten you know, $20,000 S2000 and put 80 grand in it. Why does he need Jesse's freaking Jetta? Why would he like enter that race? Because he knows he's going to win. What are you going to do with his crappy Jetta? Sell it. It's worth more than $2,000. I guess. It's not a crappy Jetta. It's a good car. It's built by Dominic Toretto. He's the engine guy. It's just not, A, Jesse's not as good of a driver and B, it's not a $100,000 S2000. He went to the car wash. What a silly line. Yeah, but I mean, that's the that's the game, right? It's like, you got to come up with some BS excuse. I don't know, man. Johnny Trans, it's all about, uh... It's all about respect or whatever for him. Like, you know, Jesse doesn't respect him. He didn't, he, he didn't, he earned the car and Jesse didn't deliver. So he's got to die. Yeah. Well, and you know, Johnny Tran's got a chip on his shoulder because the SWAT team showed up and he got smacked in the face by his old man. You know, he's, he's pretty reasonably upset about the whole situation. He's like, somebody narked me out and nobody's like, well, we just got a new guy on our team. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look anything like the rest of us. Definitely not the guy that Vince thought was a cop. Right. Definitely not the guy you all caught in the middle of the night snooping on vehicles. Right. Could it be him? We did put a shotgun to Brian's face because we thought he was a cop. I don't know, man. I don't know. No, couldn't be. Couldn't be. No way. Couldn't be. The other red herring is Hector, right? That he just happens to show up with to soup up three 97 Civics. Right. Red herrings. Oh, man. The writer of this film. Really, I mean, he was just ready to throw us off our game. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I didn't didn't think for one second it was Hector. I can tell you that much. No. Gotta be Dom. Gotta be Tom and Vince and Letty and Mia and the rest of the gang. Leon and and, uh, Jesse. And, And Brian Earl Spilner. What a cop name. Yeah, even Hector is like, he was like, oh, hey, I'm Brian Spilner. And Hector's like, typical white boy name. Uh, is that the dude that plays a guy named Hector in every movie? I think it is. Is it? I don't know. I believe what so. What a weird pigeonhole. There's an actor. I believe that's him. Maybe not. But there's an actor that plays, like, everything he's in, He's he plays a dude named Hector. Let's see if I can find out. No Guglielmi. He's, I guess, Italian. Uh, plays Hector in Fresh Off the Boat. Plays Hector in the upcoming movie, The Cleaner. Maybe a different actor I'm thinking of. But Yeah, he's, he's played a bunch of different character names. He's Hector in 1111. He's Hector in Retail. This dude's played Hector a lot. Hector in Hope Cafe. Hector in Hope Cafe. Look at the... Oh my God. This might be the guy. Might be the guy. I've never played a guy named Hector. You've never acted. That's true. But I also haven't played a guy named Hector. That's true because you've never acted. Yeah. This what? guy looks like a nice guy. He does motivational speeches and talks to uh, young kids about not being, not getting into gangs. Who does? No Guglielmi. Oh, that's cool. Good for him. Proud of him. He's recently, and by recently, I mean in 2015 on Faith with Flavor. Okay. So let's, let's wrap this guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want a big board? Is that what you want? I guess. I don't know. What do we do to rap? Is it better than Talladega Nights, The Ballad, or Ricky Bobby? That's the only other car movie I have on here.
It's a great question. I think I like it more. I think I, well, see, that's a tough question. I enjoyed it more this watch than I did yeah. Talladega Nights. Okay, next thing I can find closest to a uh, car movie. Well, what's above Talladega Nights? The Holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's better than The Holiday. Mockingjay Part 2. Uh, sure. <laughs> Mockingjay Part 1. No, this is so tough. Maybe okay, we will the, do away with the big board in year four. Here's, here's the next action movie I can find. Jumanji the Next Level. I guess Mockingjay. Oh, Jumanji the Next Level is criminally highly rated. Okay. Above that is Arrival. I liked this better than Arrival. I like definitely like this better than Mary Poppins. Goldfinger is probably the next thing that's sort of related to this. I don't know why you hate Mary Poppins so much. It makes no sense. I, I don't hate Mary Poppins. I just don't like, I wasn't like. You take an opportunity wow. every week to take a shot at it and be like, well, it's definitely better than Mary Poppins. Because well, it is. Uh, Goldfinger. How do you feel this compared to Goldfinger. Ah, it's just, I feel like we're rising the list more than we should be allowed to with this. But yeah, I agree. Unicorn store. <laughs> what is this list? <laughs> I like it better than unicorn uh, store. Same. It, uh, Moana. Okay. Let's. Yeah, no, probably not. Now, if okay. it was Tokyo Drift, definitely. <laughs> it's the new 20. What's the top of our list right now? The social network? Uh, no, I think Whiplash. Whiplash. Which I stand by. Yeah, same. But like. I don't think it will change. It's just Whiplash, social network, parasite. Here's the thing, though. I like Tokyo Drift better than all of those movies. <laughs> I would much rather watch Tokyo Drift than all of those movies. Maybe not Whiplash. I really thought that was a phenomenal experience to watch. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is miles away a better movie. It's less fun. We have nine uh, spots left for the rest of this year. I don't think we'll get nine. I don't think we have nine spots we'll left. I think we discovered that we're not going to get 52 movies this year. Yeah, I think we have 40, six or seven. Yeah, 49, I think. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Because we have one, we'll do some two, triple weeks. three four five six six or seven yeah left weeks left we'll see i don't know maybe we'll break out some some really extremely good movies in the next couple weeks maybe that's the game maybe. try to beat whiplash i don't know that we man that was such a good movie they're out there we review whatever movie adam driver yells i just had sex now i'm gonna eat some nachos i don't know what that is is that not marriage story no i don't think so i watched marriage story and i don't remember that being in marriage story might be logan lucky i think he was in that movie he was in that movie it was in what if it was in what if i've never heard of that movie 2013 yeah every Every time that Adam Driver does something that I've heard about Adam Driver doing something pre Star Wars, I don't believe it. The people saw What If, not because Adam Driver from Star Wars was in it. No, but it's Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah, was in it. Actually, I think I have heard of this movie now that you said Daniel Radcliffe. You know what? We should review this. The Daniel Radcliffe. This looks uh, Zoe Kazan, Megan Park, and Adam Driver. This is our brand right here. We should do Daniel Radcliffe films for the rest of the year. Okay. I'm always down to cover Swiss Army Man. I love that movie. Right. So that like our best, like our most downloaded episodes star Daniel Radcliffe. That's probably why, uh, why they're our best reviewed movies. So we could do like Guns Akimbo and Playmobil the Did movie. Guns Akimbo come out? Guns Akimbo came out in 2019. Guns Akimbo is the one where the, the picture was from. Yeah. The picture of Daniel Radcliffe holding the two pistols with the tiger slippers on in the bathroom in the rain. Yeah. Swiss Army Man and Victor Frankenstein. And I heard Victor uh, Frankenstein was terrible. Yeah, I don't think I'm not. I'm I not wanted it to be good. Movies. It's got a great cast here. It's Daniel Radcliffe and, 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 and James McAvoy. Oh, I don't like James McAvoy at all. The Woman in Black. Woman in Red. What's this band? Girl in Red? What's the band people listen to now? Girl in Red. It's the band that uh, bisexual women listen to. Ah, do you listen to them? Oh, <laughs> we can watch Train Wreck. <laughs> 
<laughs> is he in Trainwreck? Yeah, he's the dog walker. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of uh, Bombshell. You'd always watch Trainwreck. Yeah, watch I was going to say, what do you mean, was he in Trainwreck? That's like the movie they go to see. It's Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> as the dog walker. I really liked that movie. It's uh, LeBron James and- The uh, only thing I've ever liked Amy Schumer in, ever. Amy Schumer and, uh, oh my God, what is the dude's name? Bill Hader. Bill Hader. John Cena. He's he's billed very low and he's not billed at all, it looks like, here on the cast. Bill Hader? If you look on IMDb, his name does not show up. What? It's very unusual. He's on the poster. I see that, but it goes Colin Quinn, Devin Fabry, Carla Uden, Amy Schumer. Oh, uh, uh, this must be in order of appearance. It says first build only, but you must be right. I mean, well, okay, so there's no way that Amy Schumer isn't first build, and also that there's five people named One Night Stand Guy that are billed above LeBron James and John Cena and Bill Hader and Tilda Swinton. John Glazer. Who is John Glazer? John Glazer is the uh, the dude from Parks and Rec who gets like a hibachi table in his house. Oh, Oh, that guy. Yeah, Jeremy Jam. Oh, Pete Davidson's yes. in this. I love Pete Davidson. Dr. Connor's patient. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe as the dog walker. There we go. Daniel Radcliffe films for the rest of the year. I don't want to promise that to you, world, because yeah, we will probably not do it. <laughs> we almost certainly won't. We will probably eventually cover most of those movies at some point. But not in a row. All right. Well, let's finish wrapping this up, Ethan. How do people uh, find us and how do they, how can they support us? Uh, you can support us on patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Join the bacon and eggs discord server. Join the hash browns crew that listens to the hash browns and all kinds of things for three and five dollars a month. You get lots of lots and lots of goodies. Go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and help us out. We could really use your three to five dollars a month. It would make my life and Tyler's life so much easier. I feel like we give you three dollars a month of value out of this podcast. I'm just saying i mean at least i hope you feel that way you spend like if you listen to every episode you spend like eight hours with us and that's I feel true my boss much more than three dollars an hour so you're my boss now listener <laughs> am i fired uh that was weird um anyway you can find us on the internet at bacon and eggs pod on twitter and instagram or wherever podcasts are sold or given away for free at bacon and eggs and movie lovers podcast with new episodes every thursday wherever you get your podcasts and now on spotify we have been yeah. now on spotify for over two years but whatever hey man that's that's life uh tyler where can the people find you i you just find me on the internet man at ty carlin 11 that's me uh and you know just hang out i'm sometimes on instagram i'm more often on twitter you can find me the oftentimes arguing with local news descriptions like of our episodes it's almost certainly still say America Carlin. Almost <laughs> certainly. I have not changed them at all since you changed your handles. I forgot that it happened. Well, Ty Carlin 11. That's me. Oh, you know what you should do? You know what you should do? Here's a good thing you can do. Follow what? all of, uh, follow Bacon and Eggs out of context, but also all of the out of context WB&E pages. They're That's very really going to get you much more happiness. Then. They're much, they're much funnier than my current Twitter feed. I don't tweet much recently. I haven't had many takes lately, but you can also take the BuzzFeed quiz and find out which wb &E show you are i am i am firmly a late to the party i'm firmly a, a uh, uh uh hello from elsewhere that's so cool that's such a cool place to be yeah speaking hello. of hello from elsewhere here's a promo for hello from elsewhere right now hello from elsewhere that's the name of our podcast i'm casey and i'm valerie on our podcast we dive deep into the characters and themes behind your favorite movies and books all through a positive lens we explore all your biggest pop culture questions both thoughtful and silly like what is the symbolism of magical portals in fantasy stories. What would happen if Princess Anna went on a date with Kermit the Frog? And what does the name Kylo Ren mean anyway? Hint, it has something to do with flowers. Isn't that so cute? 
If it's pop culture, we're interested in exploring the meaning behind it. So come journey through elsewhere with us, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, did you know someone once used the word jovial to describe hello from elsewhere? Did you know someone once described our podcast as better than a Wookiee hug? That is literally the nicest thing anyone has ever said. This is fun. You remember when we started this and I was like, man, I'm ready to go. I got energy. I'm awake. That went away immediately. No, I don't think it went away immediately. I'm just hitting a wall. Well, we still got a hash brown to do. Anyway, if you want to oh, listen to the hash brown, Tyler and I are about to record very, very sleepily. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and listen to our sleepy conversation. And also lots of more interesting conversations. Well, not more interesting. Lots of more lively conversations that we've had recently. There have been some good hash browns lately. Talked about hot sauce. Talked about... Shaolin Showdown. I don't actually think we talked about Shaolin Showdown. I think that was the pitch, but we didn't do it. We uh, we talked about uh, Dungeons and Dragons for a while. We did do that. Ragnarok. Ragnarok feels like a thing that happened to somebody else. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a it was a haze. I've got a lot. I've got to play a lot more D and D before I'm ready to write more D. Yeah, we so haven't I'm played D and D in a long time. I know. I haven't played since uh, either Ragnarok or Adventures last. Was the last. You, you and I were together. My last play. I know that. Yeah. Well, I play for like, anyway. the party. But right. anyway, um, our music is by Andrew Scott Bell, andrewscottbellmusic.com, and our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon, graphite.vmb on Instagram. And I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. Until next week. Arrivederci. Any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning.